and welcome to another episode of Talk Gopher Buckets. I'm Luke Buer. Hey, and this is Ryan James of Gopher Illustrated. Excited to be back with TGB. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Um, yeah, maybe we can talk on uh, some things quickly, um, but we're really excited to be able to have Caden Betts join us. We did an interview with him. It was a really good interview. He's a great kid. Um, excited for that. And we want to thank Dinkytown Athletes for making that possible. If you're not a member, um, please go and get a membership, uh, support go for athletes, um, you know, in, in NIL activities, etc. Um, but yeah, the, the Dinkytown athletes members made this possible for him joining the podcast. And it's just awesome that we have the ability to talk to him. Yeah, it was an enjoyable interview. Uh, you'll find out that, uh, on Caden's end, it's sponsored by caribou where me and Luke were <laughs> sponsored by Aquafina. Um, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's, um, Ryan, real quickly, the, you know, the summer is, you know, getting into full swing. Um, recruiting seemingly has wrapped up. They're, they've added a couple of transfers here, um, here kind of in that spring window. There's still a possibility they might get another. They have an open scholarship. But yeah, let's just kind of summarize, you know, where, where the Gophers are at in terms of recruiting. It really does seem like they fill, filled and plugged some holes, especially at the guard position. Well, they, they came into this to this uh, transfer portal time period, knowing they needed two ball handlers and knowing there there's a limitation there and what they can, what they can, what they can bring in in terms of what, what they can give NIL. And when you consider the fact that they needed two ball handlers and they needed, you know, they had to fit within the certain guidelines. I thought they did an excellent job. Because they got the guy in Elijah Hawkins, first team all-conference player. It took his team to the NCAA tournament, played pretty well outside of some turnovers against Kansas. You know, and he, that was kind of his thing. He played well against Villanova and Kentucky, too. Um, that's And that's a really nice pickup. And then my, uh, Mike Mitchell Jr. from Pepperdine, like, again, kind of a combo. Played mostly point at Pepperdine, shot the ball well. Eric Bossy at 24-7 thinks he's got him in the top 50 area, top 60 area for incoming impact transfers. He could play both spots. I, I think they're the, they're the right type of pick pickup because they needed ball handlers. They needed guys who can move and get around screens. They needed a, a guy that could pressure, which uh, Hawkins pr- pressures full court. And, oh, by the way, Mitchell's a 44% three-point sh- shooter last year, and Eliza Hawkins was 46.7% three-point shooter. Like, that's like an added bonus to just being the ball handlers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that, you know, they obviously have Cam Christie coming in. They also have, um, they also have uh, Braden Carrington on the wing as well. Obviously, Caden Betts can place him on the wing. Isaiah Enan can place him on the wing. You know, you've got um, Dawson Garcia that shoots the three. Joshua Joseph showed he could shoot the three better than I ever thought he was going to be able to shoot the three. Um, but yeah, you, you hope. I, I don't think the wing position and the guard is nearly as um, depleted as it was, especially you know after. Uh, Samuels graduates and then um, and then uh, Talon Cooper moves on. Um, I think you know. I think this roster construction is in a much better position. Um, albeit, you know, they 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 had Jameson Battle move on, um, but you know he really struggled last year. Uh, he didn't shoot it. He just didn't shoot it as well as he's shot it um, in the past. And in in general, I I kind of like where they're going with this roster right now. I do too, and, and I think the biggest thing is experience and depth. And then within that experience and depth that they've had, they'll have for the first time with Ben Johnson. They also have returning players. Yeah, that's huge. Yep. Like we're looking at a league right now where like Rutgers has just lost their leading scorer, and they're praying 
that Paul, you know, Paul Mulcahy and Cliff just praying they come back so they can be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, Penn State's in the same situation Minnesota was two years ago. Iowa doesn't scare me. Nebraska's redoing their roster yet again. Michigan is, let's be real here. If you, you, I mean, they're not going to be horrible, but at the same time, their fans think they are. And that, that's going to look different. Like, there is an opportunity here if the Gophers can find the right chemistry and use the experience and use the returning players and use the talent that they have recruited. There's an opportunity to make not just one step, but two big steps. Mm-hmm. But it would also be nice if they could get one more transfer, a guy, another guy who could shoot the ball. That'd be huge. And I do like the direction. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we have to also just acknowledge the fact that, you know, I think that we have to acknowledge the fact that the Gophers or when Ben Johnson came in, um, they made a concerted decision um, and effort that they were going to prioritize high school over the transfer portal. They didn't try and get young transfer portal guys, right? They, you know, they one, they weren't able to retain a lot of the guys from the Richard Patino team. Um, so they got kind of, you know, spot players to fill in for a year. Um, and then they tried to filter that in again um, this last season, but they were super young. The reality was they were super young, but they took very talented high school guys. And you can see, you can see that at least from my perspective, um, for all pain, really good. Um, Joshua Joseph, way better than I thought. Braden Carrington injured, but when healthy, especially down the stretch was looking really good. Um, and you pair that with a Dawson Garcia, who's returned Turning. Um, and you know, you hope that you get, you know, you hope that you get an Isaiah Eden healthy as well as a Parker Fox, but you add in some, some, um, youth again here with like a Caden Betts and a Cam Christie. Like, I think, I think it's frustrating for fans the last two seasons, but if you can just be patient, it feels like, you know, they're starting to make some strides and get some of the players they want, et cetera. And they're probably going to be able to build a more sustained success with this model than the transfer portal model. I agree, and I like the way they're doing it. And Luke, if I mean, when you're watching Ben Johnson coach, would you? I mean, you when you watch him coach, not like, did you think? Do you think he's a bad coach? No, like, no. I, I think he's done some things I really like. Yeah, and it's and that's the thing. Like, the problem is we don't live like we. It's really weird. We live in a world where people want more knowledge and they want to understand more than everybody did in the past, but at the same time. They also want instant gratification. Yes. And those two things just don't really work together that well. Like the, the, when it comes to understanding kind of how, you know, the, the good things they did is, is coaching and the plan they've put together. I like the plan they've put together. I like the way they've coached the team. It's just that they've had some misses when it comes to talent. I mean, it was yeah. in, and there's no denying that. Like the transfer point guards last year were – you know, I'm not gonna. It's college basketball player, so I wouldn't go give an F. They sure ain't getting much more than a D. Yeah. And then you know they didn't retain enough guys. And the 2022, they missed on too many point guard kids out of high school. So those things, it's those are the issues that arose and led to the last two years being the struggle. Less than coaching and less than a plan. Mm-hmm. Um. And and I think this year they're going to have depth and they're going to have experience. They're going to have returning players. When you have that you could take a step forward. And I, I, when people say, oh, they're going to be last place again, well, that's just absent-minded not paying attention. It's not that they're going to be the worst team in the Big Ten next year. It's just with, with, every, with, with Pharrell and Dawson being two of the I – mean, they're, they're probably leading a top five front court in the Big Ten, I'm going to say, in that area. Yeah. You're not going to be the worst team. 
But they that doesn't mean like but I think they need to take more than one step forward this year. They need to take two steps forward this year and be in that middle and maybe be in a bubble conversation. That's very important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, things are going to have to go right for them. They're going to have to be able to shoot the ball. They're going to have to hit on these transfers. Um, but you're right. The, the front court has some some proven commodities coming back. Um, I mean, Dawson Garcia was fantastic last year, right? I think that was lost, uh, you know, overlooked relative to the 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 struggles that they had or even even relative to the struggles that Jamison battle had um we were overlooking how good dustin garcia was not only offensively but he was tremendous defensively as well um so all in all it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting um season and off season to watch um and i'm i'm obviously getting excited again just to have basketball back yeah me too and i'm i'm excited to i'm excited to cover this team because I, I just feel like there's more players for them to work with, and there's a more there's a bigger variety of player. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not scared about speed at point guard. You're not scared about no size like it was the years before. You know, and mm-hmm. I mean, of course, at this time last year and at this time two years ago, I don't know that we were quite as worried. And then injuries happen, so mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta hope they get through this off season relatively healthy, like. But I mean, odds are they will. Everybody else usually does, except for Minnesota and maybe one other team usually. Yeah. So, yeah, should be interesting. But again, so we are joined um, in in this next segment by Caden Betts, who this last year redshirted. He talks a little bit about that and his experience. Um, so we're excited to bring you that interview. All right, we're excited to be joined by Caden Betts, um, a member of the men's basketball team at the University of Minnesota. Uh, surprisingly, Ryan, this is the first time that we've had someone um, that actually plays on the basketball team join the podcast. So there's probably a lot of pressure on Caden. We don't mean to we don't mean to put you in an uncomfortable spot, um, but it's the reality. You're the very first uh, player to join our podcast. So welcome. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we want to thank also the Dinkytown Athletes members for making this possible. Um, You know, without their support, it wouldn't be possible for uh, Caden to join us today. So with that, um, maybe Caden, you can just introduce yourself a little bit, who you are, where you're from, um, you know, what position you play, what you're studying, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, awesome. So Caden Betts from uh, Pueblo, Colorado, and I play the 3-4 for the Gopher Men's basketball team, and I'm going to school for sports management. Awesome. All right. So obviously, um, this last season for you, you redshirted, um, but it's a unique kind of redshirt, right? Traditionally, people think about redshirts as um, guys, you know, that you know that need time to develop, right? And maybe you're one of those. But you also, you know, you you also got done with school early, so you had an opportunity to redshirt and kind of enter college earlier. So tell us a little bit about that and what went into that decision. Yeah. So I was. I was planning on my junior year leaving Pueblo Central to go to Huntington Prep for a prep year so I could uh, play against the top players in the nation, you know, just kind of get ready for college. And then Coach Johnson presented the idea of uh, leaving, like graduating early and going up and doing my like senior year of high school at Minnesota and just skipping a year so I could, uh, you know, use the facilities to get ready for the Big Ten level, get my body right and just, uh, yeah, utilize all the facilities out there to help myself. All right, Ryan, um, you know, don't let me take all the questions, but um, 
but yeah, okay. So you you have the opportunity to redshirt. You know, what's your role like then as a as a redshirt, and what's kind of like your mindset there? Man, my role, I would say, I would uh, I was on a scout team, and you know, just to try to prepare the guys for whoever we we're going to play and what sets they're going to play and what players they're going to play against, and give them the looks that they're going to see in games. And then I think my other big role was just sitting back and learning and watching. You know one of the games and watching the other players and how they prepare themselves for games or how they perform in games and certain things that they do. And just that way I'm ready and I could kind of take what they do and put it in my routine for next year to only help myself and the team. So Caden, when you were, when you were going against guys in practice, who did you go against on a daily basis? On the day I would go against uh, Jamison battle almost every single day. Interesting. And so what did you learn and what did you pick up from going against a player like Jamison every single day? And countless things. I mean, I would, I'd learn a, on a, a basketball standpoint and how he uh, uses screens and how he reads defenders. And then on like a more mental note, he would miss like two or three shots in a row, and he would just—he's like a robot. Like he wouldn't let it—he uh, wouldn't let it affect him at all. He just think if I miss this one, the next one's gonna go in, and just that mental aspect of it. Something I picked up and I try to carry with me with workouts and practice. So if you're going against Jamison on a, on a daily basis, are the fans that are going to be listening to this, are right, so they're going to think, hmm, he's a small forward. So would you call yourself a three, a four, a combination? What would you, what, what would you say where you're at right now? I think right now I'm at a combination. You know, I could, uh, I have a lot of experience playing the post from high school and I've, uh, grew about an inch, about like six, eight, six, nine. And, trying to put on weight so I could play that four if they need me to play the four. But I think uh, my main position is definitely a three on the wing. Okay. And then that you just, you just talked about growing physically and that was something else I wanted to, I wanted to touch on. What was it, you know, this year, you know, obviously not playing in the competitive games and getting a year to work on your body, work on, you know, the, with the nutrition people that are there, how, where, how much did you advance in those areas with that red shirt season? Oh man. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Like night and day. I mean, I came, I went into university weighing about like 200 pounds, like maybe 202. And right now I'm at 217 and still trying to get up and just like using our strength and conditioning coach every single day, lifting almost every day and working on my agility every day. And the nutrition part of it too, working meals out with uh, my nutritionist, sending her pictures of what meals I'm eating and if it's good for me to put on weight and them giving me a meal plan of what I should be eating every single day. I mean, it was just huge. So I got so I got to I got to jump in here because so you you've grown a little bit, but you've also gotten you've also gotten an added weight, right? Is it kind of weird having people like Ryan James obsess over your height and weight oh, and write about it on the internet? Like, do you do you think that's awkward? Just be honest here, Caden. <laughs> No, I, I don't think it's awkward. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it shows that they care, and that's what you love to see from fans and just people that support your program, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All, all good. I mean, <laughs> I, I I always wonder too, like you know, relative to the majority of people on Earth, right? You're really tall, right? If you think about it, the average person is like the average man is like five seven. If you think globally, so have you ever gotten sick of people asking like, "How's the weather up there?" or anything weird like that? <laughs> Oh, you you definitely get tired of it sometimes, but then you just it kind of gives you a reminder of how blessed you are to have the height and this and just your body. But yeah, you definitely get annoyed every after a little bit. Okay, okay, good good deal. Um, I'm sorry, Ryan. I totally interrupted you. No, I really appreciate you 
explaining to the world that I talk about young people's weight and height. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, like, can you were talking about meals? It got me thinking. Like, like, give me a go, the, your go-to meal. Only not like your favorite meal, but your go-to meal. That's the healthy nutrition meal that they that they make for you regularly. Because I think the fans they want to know everything. Like that's behind the scenes. So they always hear about the nutritionist and all that. What's like a few of the go-to things they have you eaten? Man. So I would say every day I'd get done with class and I would go to the calf and I would, uh, it has like the chefs in the calf and they'd make me like a five egg omelet with like ham, spinach and like bell peppers and all that. And then I would make a pancake and our nutritionist would have me put like a lot of protein powder in it and all that. Usually like a salad. And then I'm a big coffee guy, and then like a cup of coffee, and then that's usually like my breakfast, like kind of slash lunch for the day. I say every day I ate that probably. So if I eat that every day, I'll be feeling good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do, you, do you know I've never drank a cup of coffee ever? But I'm pretty sure my counterpart here is a regular coffee drinker. Is no. that true, Luke? No, I actually really? I don't drink coffee either. I I try oh, it every year. I try it twice a year. My wife is a huge coffee drinker, but like literally, I can't do it. It to me it tastes like burned water. So, um good. I don't on, even know if it UK. tastes like I don't even know if it tastes like burned water. I've never even had it. So, <laughs> the young guy on here is the coffee drinker. I love it. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yes. Love coffee. All right. Um, so, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say another – I wanted to ask Caden. Now, you – even though you were redshirting, you still went on all the trips, right? Home and – like all the away games, right? Yes, and I even – I suited up for, I'd say, about half the games. Yeah. And so what is a, the road trip? Now, I know it's been – I we used to go on the road trips as a manager all the time. and But it's I'm pretty sure things have changed in the many years since then. What would you say – are some of the, the things that you really enjoy about the road trips. But then after a while, what are some of the things where it gets a little bit, you know, where it becomes a little more business and, and tiresome? Man. Okay. So I think that, uh, like, my, I really enjoy just, you know, you on the bus, going to a hotel, you just get to see all these different places that you wouldn't be able to see if you weren't playing basketball, you know, and just seeing, like, just these different campuses and, like, these different arenas. And it's, like, so amazing. and kind of like kind of shocks you a little bit and how big they are and like how big basketball is and then it gets down to like business i think also when you see the arenas and you're like man i gotta we're about to play in front of this a huge amount of people you know and you're like okay i gotta start getting like locked in for the game when we're at walk like shoot around or whatever and i think the arenas like really help you get down to business and lock in for sure so you played in the one exhibition I always, I remember guys in the locker room always talking about what. That's my, that was my season. You played in the one exhibition. What was it like to get that taste? And then, oh shoot, now I got twelve months to wait. <laughs> Man, it was definitely it was so exciting, you know, to play your first college game, you know, and just with people and Williams and just getting kind of like half the effect of what Williams is like when there's people inside of it, of course, and it's amazing. And then having to sit out, you're all you're really sad, obviously, but. It also just gets you so excited and makes you work harder each and every day so you could earn that playing time and be on the court again when Williams is packed when you're playing against a Michigan or whoever in the Big Ten, you know? Yeah. 
What are you What are you working on this off season? I mean, obviously, we've talked a lot about you know putting putting your body in a position to be able to play in the Big Ten. But skill wise, what do they have you focusing on, or what are you focusing on this off season um, to be ready for the upcoming season? Um, working on my still my body, obviously trying to get stronger, and then ball handling is a huge part of it. Work on my ball handling every day, and then just shooting. You know, being a solid shooter to becoming an elite shooter step I want to take and also in my ball handling skills be able to handle the ball whenever and be comfortable doing it. Keaton, next season, for the first time since Ben Johnson's been here, there's going to be a lot of guys that are back in the locker room that have been there. Guys that have played, several guys that have played, several guys that were on the team but maybe not have played because they sat the year out. But there's a big number of returning players. How how much how big is that for this program for the next season? Oh man, it's huge. You know, just finally with uh, Coach Johnson be able to have his own people that like he's recruited and having people return. I think that's so big for the program and having people that played college basketball before and have the experience. I think it's going to be huge for us. Yeah, and it's going to be the deepest team he's had. Like, how do you guys feel? About, I'm trying to say this in the in a way that's, you know, every, every team feels they're going to be outstanding. I mean, it's just the way everybody is in the offseason. Yes. But, like, what do you guys feel about this group that you guys feel you could take not just a big step forward, but a couple of big steps forward for the 2023-24 year? Man, we just, you know, it goes back to just having people, like, back that play basketball. We're just so confident. We had a group of guys that love to be in the gym and love to work on the craft and love to be around the game of basketball and are focus on the game of basketball and we got these the transfers coming in that are the same way and we're just all super excited honestly just to get out and play basketball and just compete with whoever we're playing against all right so obviously you didn't get to play in a lot of games other than the exhibition but there had to be a moment thus far where you're like okay this is big 10 college basketball what was that moment for you you know likely in in a practice or a scrimmage or a pickup game when we were like this is not high school anymore yeah i'd have to say I think my, like, first week on campus is when we had, like, real practices, and I was still a 17-year-old, and I went into practice, and we started scrimmaging, and all of a sudden, they put me on a Jameson that's played, like, three years of college basketball, and I was guarding him, and, man, he was he was putting work on me, <laughs> cooking me, and, you know, I think just doing that and trying to guard him and doing the best I can and him just still scoring every time and me getting hit by screens, like, from Pharrell and Dawson and learning how to box out, just the physicality of it, really. I was like, wow, I'm not in Pueblo anymore. I'm playing in the Big Ten, college big boy hoops. Kaden, in practice, I mean, not just in practice, because obviously there's a lot more to a basketball program where you guys are working together than just on the court. But, like, what is something that you took away from any of the the coaches, Ben Johnson, Dave Thorson, Coach Camp, Coach Jenkins? Is there any something that you took away this year that really stuck with you from one of the coaches? Like, um, I would say Coach Jenkins, you know, we worked out every single game day. I'm around Coach Jenkins almost every day, working out, just talking basketball, watching film. And I think the main thing is just he tells me, uh, like, repetition. Everything has to be the same every single day that you, like, do something. You got you about to, before you work out, you have to do the same stretches, stretch for the same amount of time, just – it has to be consistent, you know, consistency every single day. And I think I try to carry that with me every day, just even in not even when I'm doing basketball stuff, but, you know, just 
trying to keep everything the same on a routine. That way, when it comes to season or when it comes to games, it's just routine. It's normal for me. It's natural. And I just know I'm confident in my body that I'm going to be ready to play or do whatever I need to do. So I I have a question. I, I always find it kind of um, weird when people say, who do you mold your game after, right? Because you're a unique individual. But who do you like to watch as players? You know, they could be in college or the NBA or, you know, through the years. Who are some players that you really just enjoy watching? Enjoy watching. Man, I enjoy – I kind of have a weird group of guys. I like watching uh, Chris Middleton from the Bucks. I really like yeah. watching Keegan Murray when he was at Iowa because – we kind of have the same body and could play the same way. So I really like watching Keegan Murray and what he did at Iowa. And I like watching uh, Michael Porter Jr. as well, him being a, a big wing and being able to shoot the ball the way he does and handle the ball the way he does. So in, in you you being from Colorado, did that does that make you a, a Nuggets fan? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so like this this run has been pretty fun then, I imagine, right? Oh, I love, I love being here. I dislike the Lakers very much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, go ahead, Ryan. You know, well, I was gonna say, like, I was at the lake last night. I'm in the middle of watching that game from last night. Did you guys just spoil it for me? I tried to ignore that answer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, we spoiled it a little bit. So, all right, good. That. Good thing I, good thing I tuned out. Hey, speaking of pro sports, I am currently wearing. I got a new shipment of Denver Broncos stuff because I know a guy who works over there. He sends me Broncos. Even though I don't even care about the Broncos, I got some super sweet Broncos stuff. Is that a good thing for you, or are you not a Broncos guy? You know, I'm not like a – I don't really keep up with NFL that much. But Interesting. I'm like – being from Colorado, you kind of have to like the Broncos and support them. My, my pops is a huge Denver Broncos fan. He watches every game. He's locked in all the time. All right, since since we're on your on your dad, um, my understanding is that he played at San Diego State. He played, and your brother also played collegiate basketball. So, be honest with me how how did he take the the national championship loss um, for San Diego State? <laughs> you know, he was, he was obviously bummed, but he just loves to see his old program, you know, succeed and even even get that far. Just them being a Mountain West team and kind of shocking the world. But yeah, it, it was kind of tough on him a little bit. Yeah, and, and obviously you probably know, like it's kind of come full circle. Um, the the head coach there, Dutcher, is from the University of Minnesota, from Minnesota. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty crazy all the connections. And now obviously you playing at the University of Minnesota, your dad playing at San Diego State. It's just kind of just irony at its finest. Yes, it is. It's pretty wild to think about. Yeah. Yeah, he was a student manager because go for student managers, rock. Do they treat you well? Do they rebound well for you over there? <laughs> oh man, I love. I don't. I don't know if they like me as much because I have them rebounding for me every day for about two hours early in the morning before class, like six a.m. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm, I'm their favorite, but I definitely love them and <laughs> okay. appreciate there, them. Let's compare. Is there one manager who deserves a shout out right now? Get their Ooh. name out there a little bit. Yeah, I, I got a shout out. My guy, uh, Drew Evanson. He's a he's a Drew grinder. Evans. All right, let's let's uh we I do want to touch on managers just a little bit. Um so when you want to get shots up, right? And it's not maybe a scheduled time. Are you texting the managers or how do you reach out to them and let them know you want to get shots up? Yeah, so with me, I kind of uh I kind of had a schedule like this mm-hmm. whole year and I worked out I have a there's a GA on the team. His name's Spencer Cody and he he's my guy. I mean, he works me out every day. He looks up workouts for me and puts me through them. So he kind of works out with the managers what times we're going to work out the next day. And like during uh, school and everything, I'd work out like at 6 a.m. before class. And we would just like, they have a schedule and they'd have different managers that would be there every day with me and Spencer to rebound and work out. So they kind of already knew when I was going to be there. 
Got it. And then to Luke. contrast, Ryan, what's it like for you, man? What was it like when you were a manager? Were you getting phone calls or people knocking on oh. your door or what was it like? Absurd. Like there was no schedules. Jason Stanford shows up in front of the house. Hey, uh, let's go to the gym. What? It's 10 p.m. on a Wednesday. Get, <laughs> get in the car. Like, heck no. Or I never like back in the we didn't have a practice facility back in the day. So the lo- current locker room used to be. You know, it used to be, you know, like a locker room still, but there was also like the team room and everything. I never left that place. There was food, laundry, big screen TV. Heck no. I had <laughs> comfortable showers. I never left that place. So they always just walked down there and said, come rebound. And I was younger. I rebounded for everybody. When I was older, I was kind of a pain. So I was like, nah, <laughs> unless they were good. Like they always made fun of me because like Bobby Jackson would show up back. Could he come back from playing with the Kings? And I would rebound for him. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. you go. All right, that's good. Um, Ryan, any any last questions? Otherwise, I'm going to get to a quick pop quiz for um, Caden here. Oh, real quick. Yeah, I got one. Greg Collins or my <laughs> haircut? Which one's got this? Does he keep? Did Greg keep his as smooth? I know I keep my hair or my head real smooth. Did Greg keep it smooth, or did he get you know a little stubbly all the time? Nah, I think I think my guy Greg. I think. His is always clean. He always got a little bit of oil on there too. It's always shining. Oh, Lights are reflecting off of it. <laughs> yes, I mean, he's he probably for those at home. Greg Collins worked with Pluto, which was Caden's AU basketball team, so they know who we're talking about. But yeah, <laughs> and Luke, fire away your uh, your uh, your quick questions. Yeah, there we go. All right, so Caden, uh, this is the Dinky Town Athletes Pop Quiz again. We want to thank Dinky Town Athletes members for making this possible. If you're not a member, make sure you get over there and sign up to support Go for Athletes. Um, that's dinkytownathletes.com. Um, but Caden, you've learned in school that there are no bad questions, but on this pop quiz, there are only bad questions. Okay. Also don't okay. take these lightly. Each answer will be evaluated by everybody that listens to this podcast and they probably <laughs> will give giving you some sort of grade. Okay. Um, when okay. you're, in, when okay. you're in class, are you taking uh, paper notes or digital notes? Oh, digital. All right. Are you more of a TV or movies kind of person? TV. TV. All right. What what's the TV show right now that you're watching? Um, I watch The Fresh Prince of Bel Air on okay. repeat probably every <laughs> single day. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Are you more of a winter or summer Olympics kind of person? Uh, summer Olympics for sure. That's amazing because you're from the from the Denver or I mean you're from the Colorado area. You're probably gonna get some heat for that, but that's okay. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Are you an earbuds or an over the ear headphones kind of person? earbuds all day all right are you a high or low socks low socks i like low socks are you flip-flops or slides slides all right uh do you like your pizza cut into squares or triangles squares i like squares oh that's gonna be good that that's gonna resonate well (laughs) with the minnesotans good deal um do you like your chicken wings bone in or boneless bone in Bone in. All right. Do you do you dip those like in blue cheese or ranch? I like ranch occasionally. Dip in a ranch. All right. Occasionally. Are tacos? Are you a hard shell or a soft shell? I'm a hard shell guy. Like All right. Shells. Are you a morning person or a night owl? I say I'm a little bit of both. I love. I kind of like staying up late, but I love being up early and just having the whole day ahead of me. All right. Are you a cat or a dog person? Man, I really don't. I don't really like either. But I, would, <laughs> I, I take dogs. I think more than cats. <laughs> Me neither. I don't like them either. I'm, I totally agree. I'm definitely Good not answer. a cat person. Uh, okay, <laughs> I need you to complete the following saying for me. Okay, duck, okay. duck, blank, goose. 
Okay. You might get some heat for that one. Just just saying here in Minnesota. Um, pronunciation, is it GIF or JIF? GIF. All right. It's JIF. Okay. Uh, and then last one, uh, favorite color, maroon or gold? Gold. All right, great. Well, Caden, uh, again, we want to thank you so much for joining us uh, on the podcast today. We wish you all the best um, in this coming season. And obviously, we want you to stay healthy uh, and hope you guys have a great year. Ryan, any parting thoughts? You know, I think that's that's pretty much everything. I, I still I still really enjoy the fact that he drinks coffee and we don't. <laughs> and I'm really pumped up about the fact that I'm really pumped up about the fact that uh, he doesn't like cats and dogs. Neither do I. I find them both annoying. And <laughs> yeah, and, oh, and he like I'm kind of a morning person and late night person, which means I take naps. So <laughs> exactly, I'm a huge nap guy. They all make there it on the team. I take naps all the time. That's there it great. Is. All right. Well, again, thanks for thanks for joining, Caden. We appreciate it. Yes, appreciate you for having me. Thank you. Guys. Yeah, have a good one, Caden. <laughs>